0: Hello and welcome. I'm Brandon Sessler and this is Truckers Church past couple weeks we've been experiencing Advent, and today we're going to talk about joy, having joy, and there's an incredible amount of joy that takes place in the Christmas story. It's no wonder that so many of our Christmas carols include the theme of joy repeatedly. Even in the secular media, joy is usually prevalent. Consider Scrooge, The Grinch, and It's a Wonderful Life. All start out with gloomy characters who end up spreading joy. When we get to the Bible, we find the angel who visits Elizabeth and Zechariah. He has a message for them about their soon-to-be-born son, John the Baptist. In Luke 1.14, it says, You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. And when Elizabeth was visiting Mary, she said in Luke 1.44, When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. When it was time for John the Baptist to be born, we read the reaction of Elizabeth's neighbors and relatives. In Luke one fifty-seven to 57-58, When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary and says, Rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. And after Gabriel's announcement, Mary exclaimed, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And then when angels come to the shepherds to announce Jesus' birth, we read in Luke 2.10, Don't be afraid, he said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Obviously, in these verses we see that the Christmas story was filled with joy. And that joy continues for us 2,000 years later. The joy that filled those who surrounded Jesus' birth is the exact same joy that God offers us today. In this message, I want to convey to you what joy is and what it can do for us. First, joy comes to us from God. You probably heard that there's a difference between happiness and joy, and that is true. Happiness is an emotion. It can be here for a moment and then gone again. For instance, I could be watching something funny on TV or my favorite team wins a game and I'm momentarily transported into a state of happiness. But it's usually gone in a very short period of time. Joy, on the other hand, is something that is instilled within me by God and remains even when I'm not happy at all. As we'll see later, I can rejoice even when life isn't going so well. Joy is a confident assurance that no matter what is going on in my life, I can respond to external circumstances with inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that we're a child of God, and He's always working on our behalf. The Bible says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. EMI 810 And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans 15:13 And in Psalm 16:11 you will show me the way of life granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. We need to consider that God is the ultimate giver of joy because he himself is filled with joy. The Christian philosopher David Willard, Dallas Willard, sorry wrote that God is the most joyous being in the universe. Willard illustrated with the following story. While I was teaching in South Africa some time ago, a young man took me out to see the beaches near his home in Port Elizabeth. I was totally unprepared for the experience. I had seen beaches or so I thought, but when we came over the rise where the sea and land opened up to us, I stood in stunned silence and then slowly walked toward the waves. Words cannot capture the view that confronted me. I realize that God sees this all the time. He sees it, experiences it, knows it from every possible point of view. This and billions of other scenes like and unlike it, and this and billions of other worlds. Great tidal waves of joy must constantly wash through his being. We pay a lot of money to get a tank with a few tropical fish in it and never tire of looking at their beauty and marvelous forms and movements. But God has seas full of them, which he constantly enjoys. We are enraptured by a well-done movie sequence or by a few bars from an opera or lines from a poem. We treasure our great experiences for a lifetime. And we may have very few of them, but he is simply one great inexhaustible and eternal experience of all that is good and true and beautiful and right. And Willard concludes, All the good and beautiful things from which we occasionally drink tiny droplets of soul-exhilarating joy God continuously experiences in all their breadth and depth of richness. And second... Joy is a choice that we are offered. It's up to us to decide whether we will be filled with joy or not. At the beginning of this message, I listed off for you several experiences of people involved in the Christmas story who experienced joy. One thing that set each of them apart was that they were in a relationship with God. A non-Christian can certainly have happy moments, and they can enjoy many things in life. But real, deep-seated, unshakable joy only comes when we enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's look at Philippians 4.4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And in 1 Peter 1.8-9, You love him even though you have never seen him, that you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting for trusting him will be Salvation of your souls. Each of these passages above demonstrates that joy comes from being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Rejoice in the Lord, you can rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy because you trusted in Jesus. The Apostle Paul drives it home even farther in his letters to the churches. Rejoice in hope, rejoice with those who rejoice in Romans. Finally, brothers, rejoice in Second Corinthians. Rejoice always in First Thessalonians. Be glad and rejoice with me. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice in Philippians 4.4. 4. Remember that when Mary was given the news from the angels who responded how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Think about that. Not God, a person I think about once in a while, or God who might or might not exist, or something along those lines. Very explicitly stated that our spirit was rejoicing with God, our Savior. You could do the exact same thing this Christmas by simply placing your trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation. Their joy is greater than our circumstances. There are times when it's hard to feel joyful. That is, if you get it mixed up with the definition of happiness we mentioned earlier. I'm not happy during difficult times, but I'm joyful. When you remember that true joy is a confident assurance that no matter what is going on in your life, you can respond to external circumstances with inner inner contentment and satisfaction because you know that you're a child of God. And he's always working on your behalf. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 22 to 23. Jesus said, Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil, on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. Look at Second Corinthians 7.4. Paul said, I'm acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I'm filled with comfort in all our affliction. I'm overflowing with joy. And in James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, James said, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Think of the three men that said these words. Jesus, who suffered a humiliating, excruciatingly painful death. Paul, who was imprisoned and unfairly treated for his faith. James, the brother of Jesus, who not only washed his own brother cruelly killed, but tradition has it he was stoned to death. All three of these tell us that we can find real joy, even when people hate us, even when we're afflicted, even when we're excluded. The joy that we see in that first Christmas is the same joy we can have, no matter what difficulties we're going through. And no one is denying that the difficulties are real. We're just saying that when the joy of Jesus takes over our lives, our whole life perspective is completely different. As we draw to a close, my prayer for you is that you choose joy this Christmas. And once you have made that choice, that you would spread your joy to your family, your friends, and everyone you know. A joyous Christmas is the best kind of Christmas.